What is good, y'all? Happy Sunday. It's your hostess with the mostest, Kristen Ayana. And welcome back to Black Talk Radio, where we discuss the latest in black culture, black news, and black entertainment. So today is a very special episode because we got Trey Budden in the building. How you doing? How are you? Thank you so much for joining us today on this lovely Sunday. The weather is, is giving. The weather's a little nice outside. It's a little foggy. It's been a little foggy outside, but temperature-wise, it's pretty warm. I'm going outside in T-shirts. Yes, so I have a T-shirt on today. I'm chilling where, you know, it's a new week. Good vibes, good vibes. Um, shout out to Bam in the building, helping us, you know, playing the ones and twos. Ew, so, Bam, you know, I always got to do my weekly check-in. So, what is new with you? What is new? Yo, I did a class reunion of O2 Hillside High. DJing? Yes. And it's crazy because I was in the eighth grade graduating when they graduated high school. Damn. So, that shit feel <laughs> funny. But, what was the most funny is... Certain songs, you know, at the time when I was, like I said, I was in eighth grade. Oh, you know, that was hot because the 106 and Part just started in TRL. Right. Yeah. No, that was their, like, dreams and nightmare. Oh, shit. Like, certain (laughs) shit that we turn up to now, that was their version. And what I mean, they when I played Big Thomas, Still Fly, from Cash Money, they went crazy. And I'm talking about, like, I'm like, they know worth, and you know nobody listened to Birdman verse. Nobody listened. They to was excited verse. when Birdman voice came on. They was like, "This was the hardest shit back then." And when I heard back then, I'm like, "Oh, too." Back then, that wasn't that long. Bro, I was born at that time. D- Damn, I was I'm, born in '01. I was '98. I'm '98. '98. <laughs> I, I was in the fucking fourth grade. God damn. I don't know too much about them 2000s. Though, but. but nah, it was definitely a good vibe, and they, right. you know, they probably to update music and stuff. Yeah. But it was, okay, it was cool. just dope. It was just, it was just dope. Whatever cases. Um, besides that, school is done. Shout out to everybody that graduated. Uh, anybody Woo! that finished semester, that's what's up. Anybody who, who didn't get a chance to withdraw from their class, it's okay. <laughs> just just take the shit right over again and go with the same professor if you can because you know how they work. Um, just word of insider because that's what I did for this semester that just passed. But um, besides that, you know, still living life. The baby, check out my Melody. That's why I call her because her name Melanie Rose. She's doing good. But Christian, what's up with you though? Like you out on the road. Yeah. You out on the road. You, yeah. got, you got big names doing drops. You out in festivals. Matter of fact, let's get right to it. Festival-wise, once again, mm-hmm. how it feel to actually be back in that atmosphere overall? I'm not going to lie. It's been two like, years, but overall, overall, how it feel to be back in that atmosphere? I feel like, honestly, that in was, person at that. That was my first time doing a music festival. Um, like, I thought you... I, I've done, the essence of, oh, it was always do Zoom and stuff, right? Yeah, like I've oh. done things virtually, but as far as like doing a festival in person since COVID, that was my first time, and it was really dope. Um, shout out to Broccoli City Fest. The lineup was crazy. Like they had Wizkid, Tim, Summer Walker, Ari Lennox, um, mm. Lil Durk, Gunna. That's a crazy lineup. Before before Gunna got um. Oh yes, it. literally, <laughs> literally the day before. <laughs> so Saturday it was a two day festival. Saturday and Sunday, you know, I've been talking to you guys about it for a minute now so last weekend i got the opportunity to go out there um i had some interviews scheduled with two dmv artists um alex vaughn shout out to her she has a dope i actually song. heard of her i heard of her. she's actually recently just signed to laverne mm. oh wow yeah so she's really dope i uh, love her 
really like lit R and B singer. Nah, she is. Like I said, I, I I met her through the gram. Mm-hmm. Somebody else like a like an independent uh podcast. They was interviewing oh. her, and then I actually like got a whole lot of music before mm-hmm. from somebody that came from the DMV. They're like, yo, you don't got this girl. Da da. I'm like, no. And I it's dope. <laughs> yeah. So she was pretty cool, and then. I also interviewed another DMV artist named Junie. Um, so that was cool, too. And then I got to speak with Tim's. Yes. Um, you know, we met. We took some photos. She did, like, a little drop for me. So it was a dope experience. And um, I was trying to get stuff with other artists, too, like Masego um, and Wizkid and Gunna. But, you know, with the festival, it is really, like, people have to go on stage. Yeah. And, you know, they had Spotify there doing interviews. So it was just a lot of... Right. A lot of different moving parts, but I'm definitely grateful for the experience. Um, and you know, I might I might be on my way to some more this year. So, are you a are you a festival person in general? To be honest, no, because I don't really like big crowds. Mm. Um, I feel like it makes me a little anxious. Yeah. So, so even even nervous. you being by that the the press area is still a okay. Little... See, yeah. That was the good thing. So how it was set up was like you have the stage and like obviously you have like the artists performing and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, way backstage where I'm doing my interviews and stuff is where all the artists are and like press and like other industry people. Oh, so they so ain't do that. I'm not okay. in the crowd. Right. So that makes me feel better. Yeah. So, yeah. But you still get to hear the music, see certain things. Oh, yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I was still able to watch. Like I watched. I didn't, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I didn't watch everyone's performance because, like, obviously I'm, I was working. Right, right. But I did see Lil Dirk's set, which was super dope. I saw um, a little bit of Masego. I saw a little bit of Gunna. Entire WizKids set. And, yeah. Gotta <laughs> make the entire WizKids set. Yeah. Gotta make the entire Because she's not missing nothing that relates to Red <laughs> Trust me. Anything oh close goodness. to the... Uh, like Afrobeats uh, and like Islands dance hall, like everyone knows that's my yeah. Thing. I saw the conversation about her with the, what y'all was talking about jerk chicken or something. Oh yes, yeah. me and Tim. So Tim, she was asking me like, where could she get some food? <laughs> so I was telling her because the day before, no, on Friday, because I came down to DC. I think on on Friday, yeah, I came down on Friday. So I went out to dinner that night and I tried this Jamaican spot called Bam. Bammies and it was pretty good, so I told her like she could go there because they had like jerk chicken, rice, stuff like that. Because I feel like she wanted like real food, yeah, yeah, so yeah. But yeah, Tim's is definitely a sweetheart, and it, it was a dope experience. No, nah, that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to touch a festival, yes, um, sir. stage. No, I mean, I'm working on some things myself, mm. working on something. <laughs> But yeah, Gunna performed, and speaking of Gunna, um, what y'all think about this Rico charge, YSL? I think out of all of them, mm-hmm. Duggar, you know, he, his lawyer just got to do what he got to do, but he did kind of like criminate himself, mm. and it sucks. But it's crazy, like when this actually happened, Jay-Z was already working on a law that you cannot use mm-hmm. the lyrics, but... That's how Bobby and them just got beat, uh, beat a charge because they were trying to they were trying to actually get Bobby and these niggas back in jail. Wow. It's like they already went to jail that. for that. Yeah, that's that's why Jay Z started all that. So okay. it started and it just happened. But Dugger definitely had to get his lawyer. Gunner, from the looks of how everybody saying, they saying he actually really don't have nothing to do with it. I, I think he only got he only got uh, one count for real. Yeah, he like, does. like I, but so they, I looked through that eighty eight page document. But they're trying to. <laughs> 
bugging. That's yeah. crazy. crazy. I feel like I had an interest for it. And also, like, my uncle is a lawyer. Okay. But So. Yeah. But, nah, some of that rest of the stuff, I heard, <laughs> allegedly, within the industry of certain people I've been around. Yeah. Uh-huh. Some of them that who they did court that they got. Yeah. It's done for it. Yeah. It's, it's done for it. Yeah, it was like six, seven years ago. Yeah. I don't know why they waited now to finally, like, go for it. But the only thing that we all probably know that was true and at mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. was the Lil Wayne shooting, the bus shooting. Yeah. Yeah. That we know, it was it was true. But like, also, we can't deny that. Did you did y'all hear about how... But um, they trying to get Jack... Casanova. That's 6 9 That's all 6 9 You sure? That's all. That's a crazy conspiracy. My nigga, think about <laughs> it. When, when 6 9 Even the Gunner situation... When he started going with Gunner, going at Gunner, right? Now, I don't want to be listening to all the listeners. I know y'all don't usually see me. Y'all see me here and there, but <laughs> when 6 9 started going at the Gunner, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Gunner. What happened a week later? The whole camp got raided. Mm. Think about it. Go go back on the shade room. They, they, they show 6 9 A week later, all that happened. That 6 9 shit? Yeah. When he just he, he, he dropped Cardi name, Jim Jones, everybody name. He dropped mad names. He dropped mad names. Casanova the only one that got taken in. What? A couple of months later, He's a who, who's out? Six. Listen, y'all better y'all better unblackmail that nigga from the industry. <laughs> All I know is it's crazy, and I always say the thing that just I feel for like I guess YSL and Gunna yeah. because like I literally just seen him. Like, literally Sunday, he performed. I was literally right in his face. And then, like, to know, like, now you're behind bars. Like, that's really crazy. And it's like, sad life, because... Like, life it, comes at you really fast. Not even. One of their artists, little... Um, Lil' Key. Lil' Key. I know. They couldn't, couldn't, even, couldn't even see your mans because you behind bars. Like, yeah. like, just died. Not because of the shooting. Health. Because mm-hmm. it is health. You know, that's the first thing everybody thinks. Listen, know. ladies and gentlemen, this hip-hop police shit is real. only thing I don't like is... Y'all out here about to get these dudes big numbers like they mm-hmm. caught major bodies. Right. And you got people that's getting caught with burners with, with hollow points. And these niggas is, is like are killing and getting five to ten years. But you trying to hit, like like you said, Casanova, they said between five to sixty years. Five, how do you go from five, a single digit number, to, to 60? For like, what? I feel like it's such a big. And then I'm mad that they trying to use this. Vacateering's a big charge. They though. trying to. They trying to. Vacateering's a big charge. Bro, it's so much rack. <laughs> Listen, you want to get somebody? You want to get somebody? Get these niggas out here that's calling my phone every day talking about your car warranty no, has no, expired. Yeah, Word. like like, or, like let's get the scammer. <laughs> exactly. Or let's get the dude who hacked my man page talking about your send me your number. I wasn't even thinking. I sent him my number. Thank God I didn't click that fucking text message link. Yeah. So I, I, IG called the nigga. No lie. It's really with somebody in Africa. This nigga like, yo, suck my dick, suck my dick. I'm like, I'm like, yo, my nigga, you really hacking people's page? What do you get out of hacking? They're trying to get money, but you know, we're They're not trying even, to get bread. We're not even going <sighs> to... Moving on. We got Trey. And <laughs> man, free cast, bro. <laughs> free the whole thugger camp, all of them, man. Free YSL. And stop, trying, stop trying to go for Jack. That nigga had nothing to do with it. 
That leave, has, leave him alone. He's that was on a crazy like. He's on his Doja Cat. Look, he's on his Doja Cat thing right now. You know he catching mad feedback now, right now. I was, that's actually yeah, nah. one of our. This is our last topic. Oh, so um, you know Jack Harlow went on to Hot ninety seven Ebro in the morning and was playing you know a nineties R and B guessing game. Oh my god! And he didn't know who Brandy was. And that, he, didn't know that Brandy he, he didn't know that Brandy was related to Ray J. Ray J. I didn't know Brandy was related to Ray J. I'm not gonna lie. For real? <laughs> <laughs> nah, you lying, bro. But but the thing, I like, know, as I, in, I know, as, I know, like, Brandy, as in 2022, I know, you didn't I know, know Brandy, that? I know Brandy's songs, I know Brandy's hits, I know, I know Brandy, and I know Ray J on the side. I'm a little less informed on Ray J, but I know of Ray J. All right, let me get a rundown real quick. So mid 90s, <laughs> nah, nah, that, real quick, it's gonna be quick. Mid 90s, Brandy was on a show no, called oh. Rock. Oh, yeah, and that's how she got the spinoff for, for Moesha. Moesha. Yeah, two. Brandy always kept her little brother in certain situations, how like T and Tamara did, mm-hmm. how Mary Kay and Ashley did with Full House. Yeah. So the '90s was like brother, sister, siblings. Keep your bring them to work. Yeah, like since, <laughs> they since. kept them tight. Okay. Now music wise, of course, everybody know Brandy's Brandy. mom managed them. Mm-hmm. Ray J actually was the troublemaker, the little brother. He was badass. Yeah. Actually, he just had a voice. So he had hits, and they always kept them together. They stopped being together as they got into adult, into their adult years. And the thing is, that's when I really started. Mm. But we, <sighs> meaning we, and I'm gonna say we because I'm not that old. But we, as knowing Ray J now, we used to Ray J finding love show him separate by himself. But that's honestly, why you don't think I know that. I Ray J from singing at first. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't put. I was just the crazy part about it. The boy got hits. I know he got hits. If I had. <laughs> I'm talking about his before that. This nigga came out with Immature. Look, I'm sorry, IMX. I'm sorry. <laughs> Marcus Houston, Romeo. Now, I mean, y- y'all know LDB. He the quiet one, see? Look. Mm, yeah, it's not ringing the bell. <laughs> but I'm really interested to... So you, so you didn't know that they were siblings like before this Jack Harlow story or... I didn't, I didn't know until niggas was on Twitter ripping Jack Harlow. Oh wow! They were ripping Jack Harlow. I said, "Let me stay quiet." Yo, you know what suck? <laughs> you know what suck? And I hate to say this. Yeah. To have the internet now, you think it's like, oh, it's a great thing. It is really a fucking terrible thing. <laughs> I know. Because one little thing mistake, mm. they own you. And the thing is, I watched the interview, and Jack Harlow wasn't even. Saying I didn't know thing. at first. It was crazy because I was up there when he came up there, mm-hmm. and that's a that was a pre-recorded interview, by the way. But I was up there. Yeah. I didn't know what they were talking about until they aired the shit and then when I seen it, I was like oh. I was like, What the hell? I was like like you just said, I was like, I was up there, I didn't hear that. Like Got I didn't <laughs> That's yeah. I don't know. I mean everyone gets to make mistakes, but I also feel like they're really cracking down on him because he's not black. They're ripping him because he's not black. And he's in a <laughs> black space. And because he doesn't so know that. What? Eminem. I well I don't know. But Eminem I, I, Eminem probably would have known that Brandy and Ray J. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't stopping Jack Harlow for that, but like, I don't think that Jack Harlow is like one of those artists, for lack of a better term, that like wants to be black. I feel like he no, does he's his, definitely himself. Just like, like he does his own thing, but so. he's hip hop. So no, like you gotta, crazy. you gotta know those you know, things. He is you know what hip-hop, I mean? But it's crazy, and it's sad to say they're already trying to put him in. It's sad. Shout out to Doja Cat, what they keep doing to her. Like they're trying to put him there now in a box. Cause they trying to say because the, the the records that he did with certain people. They're trying to say, oh, he's not hip hop. He's a pop star. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, his last album gave pop. But I didn't listen yet. But it was a good album. Me, it gave pop. Christian, I mean you just had this conversation. That's what you 
become in the industry to be what? A pop star. A pop star. Yeah. Yeah, to get to that next point. Rappers right. used to be like, yo, I can't wait to cross my... It is so fucking dope to hear people who, who only be played on Z100 be on Hot 97 now. Yeah. Like, the both... Finally, both markets mm-hmm. are crossing because they realize you get more money. Right. But put him in that box, I don't think so, man. Like I said, I don't really know too much of his music, but I kind of like his music. Yeah. So I say he's hip-hop. No, nah, I'm informed on Jack Harlow. So, like, he definitely is hip-hop. I'm not going to lie. His older records were more hip-hop than they are now. But I think it got worse on Twitter when he said that Ray J and Brandy thing. Yeah. When, when you are the epitome of, of hip-hop mm-hmm. as a white man. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, it was like they was looking for that one thing. And they, found, and they got it. Like, you know? Yeah. So, Jack, go get you a black girlfriend. Nah, me and Jamaican one. Fuck that's going to cook you. Go, go definitely do a record with Ray J right now. To show your growth. But you, know what, you know what's sad? If he do do that, and that record pop, then what? Then what? <laughs> Everyone's just going to be like, yay for Jack Harlow. But shout out to Jack. We're wishing you nothing but the best. And we hope that you learn from this. I mean, to be honest, it's okay not to know something. I don't think he was rude about it. I think That's he, what exactly. I think I, he was I open. Agree. I think he Wasn't was open to learning. It. He def kept and it cordial. Was, and that was, you know, the end of that. But, you know, we're going to get into you. Yes. What's up? So, now we're going to start an interview with Trey Button. So, first things first, where are you from and what made you get into music? I'm from Jersey City, New Jersey, born and raised. Uh, what made me get into music is, it, Jersey City just so gritty, you know what I mean? Like, Jersey City is just so, <laughs> like, just, just running around Jersey City, like, Jersey City scream hip-hop, you know what I mean? So, when you walk it around mm-hmm. and, you know, there's... Other Jersey City rappers, of course, shout out Lil Dev. Surf was running around Jersey City. Mm. There's a couple niggas that was running around Jersey City. When I started running around, you know, these niggas were going up. Mm. So once I got into to rapping, because I was already good at writing, mm. I was like, let me let me get into putting words together and figure something out. So mm. now we here. <laughs> dope. Now we dope, here. dope, dope. Now, so you don't mind. Yeah, you being from that city, of course, yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm from there. Yeah. Um, like I know the mixtape game ain't how it used to be. Yeah, right. You, you you know you did the blend shit. Yeah. But it's like you mentioned these names. Like, how's you separating yourself from them? Mm. And because of who you yeah. you know. So so respectfully, <laughs> this is about you. This is not about so. so. Yeah. And I, that's actually. I don't think I'm, nobody even caught on to the last name, but that's respectfully, we're gonna get into a little yeah. later. But tell us how you like separated yourself so, as an artist. Um, I think I live a different type of life in Jersey City. You know mm. what I mean? I feel like in Jersey City, everyone's real, it's real gutter like. Everyone's running around the streets. Everyone's doing what they got to do. Certain niggas repping gangs. And I'm not opposed to that. I'm not down Respectfully. That, you feel me? Mm-hmm. No, no, do what you no got to do. There, yeah. But right. I, I didn't grow up in that type of environment. Right, you know right. I, mean? I grew up in the area, but I grew up with my moms. I'm in the crib. I'm outside. I'm chilling with my friends. I smoke my weed, feel me? Yeah. So, Someone needs to shed light to that other side. Like it, 100%. Right? For me, it could be Jersey City without being right. the gang hood nigga shit. So, right. yeah, so exactly. I'm in Jersey City talking about my life, talking about my feelings, you know. The, the hood niggas is fucking with it at this point in time. So mm. why not keep doing what I'm doing? So right. I love that because I feel like we see a lot of artists trying to be something that they're not. You don't, like, to be a good rapper, you don't have to put on this facade that, like, oh, you were in a gang or yeah. da-da-da-da-da. Like, yeah. you don't have to do that. And I feel like the fact that you came into the game knowing who you were and staying true to you really shows, like, the type of person that you are. So Facts. I really appreciate that, and I think that is super-duper dope. No, nah, thank you. I try. I try. 
So I know you've been working on a project. Facts. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about that and what that process has been like? Um, my project is called Mama's Boy. Yes. It's, it's been in the works for probably like four years. Wow. Probably yeah, like four years. Is it because of the production-wise or you just kept going in, being um, out being out in the world and just kept getting different ideas? And like so when I first got into the game, I was just dropping songs. Now, the songs will always run up numbers, but was the quality there? It wasn't. It wasn't what I'd like it to be. You know okay. what I mean. But at the time, you sitting in the studio, you putting something together, you putting words together, you gonna put it out. Mm -hmm. So once I started putting out songs and the numbers was going good, I took a little break and I listened to them over again. And I said, I need to get myself straight before I even think about putting this project out. Mm -hmm. So, so it's been four years of just scrapping it, redoing it, scrapping mm -hmm. it, redoing it for me. So at this point in time, I, I got it. It's almost done. It's almost together. But I need to make sure it's fully there because when it drops, it drops. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so I gotta make sure my shit is straight, and that's really what the process has been. Wow. So, so is it a possible release date? Right. Or 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 two two TBD. TBD TBD TBD. What would, can we expect it? Maybe by end of twenty twenty two. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. is a for sure stamp. That's for sure. Okay. That's for sure. Right. It, the thing is, the way the way my niggas got me working right now, the way my team got me working right now, mm -hmm. it should be done by the end. Uh, there's no reason why it shouldn't, shouldn't be done be. by the end of 22. You know. What okay, I mean? dope. Question. Mm. Okay, go. Go. Uh, from a DJ point of view, and just person who loves music. Yeah. This is the perfect time to drop certain types of singles. Mm. Why wouldn't you work on that summer banger, or even like summer, but yeah build it and then you know it might be a winter banger but like like Kylie said working all winter to shine all summer if y'all noticed a lot of his hits was in the summertime yeah so it's like do you feel like you even have a certain banger to put out just for something um I'm for not summer? a I'm not a radio summer type of nigga you know what I mean like oh. at, at the end of the day I could probably throw out like a little summer banger try to figure it out but that's not what niggas come to me for you know what I mean? Niggas right. come to me to tell a story. Niggas come to me to put words together. So at the end of the day, I could try that. But it's, it's not, not going to be my full potential. You know what I mean? And it's uh, not you, which that, I think is fair. That's dope. That's dope. Word. You got to understand the type of artist you are before you just start mm. putting shit out. You know what I mean? And, and summer and bangers really and parties, isn't. it's not me. Okay. Word. But what about you do get that classic summer hood banger? The, the thing is, I'm in the hood and I'm outside. So I'm going to have to get one eventually. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like, niggas call my phone like, you outside. You always outside. Like, word. <laughs> so I'm always outside. So I'm going to have to get it eventually. But, you know, but I'm, right not, now, I'm that type of nigga. You play in a car. You really have to sit and, like, listen to the type of shit. Like, feel something. But okay. also, too, you never even know. Because you could be looking at it like, okay, you're the type of person that, mm. like, you gotta sit. I know what she's going with this. Sit in the car and listen to it, yeah. and then that sh song really turns into like a summer banger. If we even think about like a lot of the Drake songs, like Drake be telling stories in his music. Yeah. But sometimes those same songs that he's telling these stories with and getting deep with be the songs that people love right. and it pops off and it becomes a summer thing. Yeah. So, so the I thing feel is, like it's almost something that happens naturally. Yeah, it does. I it got does. I got something like that in the tuck, of course. Feel me? Like I got a song that's not out. Niggas know the words already. Like, if I go and I perform it right now, the crowd's going to know the words. It's not out. It probably was a snippet on, on the podcast one time, and mm. niggas just fucked with it. And it's mm. not even like a summer banger. It's like a gritty rap song for me. So I understand that could happen. I, I still strive for that, but right. I know what my core audience is looking right, for. Right. Question. Do you feel like what used to be summer bangers or commercial bangers, because you just mentioned you said 
they want that greedy, right? Yeah. A lot of this drill music is greedy now. Yeah. Mm. So it's like the table, the industry turned down. Yeah. What is your your inside of even watching the industry turn? So um and it's, still doing what you do best. It's it's hard to keep up, bro. It's hard to keep up. Mm. So uh the thing is I try I try to make my sound move with how the how the industry moves. So not exactly, yeah. but you just you, you put a sample of something. Fact. So mm-hmm. for example, like I know I rap, I put words together, I rap old school. I rap doing No Negotiations by Chef G. Mm. <laughs> and I, I, okay. I put that out but you know for me it still kept that drill aspect but I was right. talking I was talking so so you know it's hard to keep up and the industry continuously changes Changing. but I'm doing my best alright that's what's up that's Word. fair so now you mentioned like you have a song that people know and they you know potentially heard it on another mm. podcast yeah. so I've seen I've seen one in one of your previous interviews you kind of talked about your dad uh, yeah. being Joe Budden and how that, you know, had an effect on you. So I kind of just want to go into that. Like, how would you say him being your dad has affected you maybe as an artist or just in um, life overall? It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. But me and him both know that for me. So mm-hmm. so when I go to him, I let him know, like, yo, there's a lot of pressure. He's like, bro, just put music out. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's all you got to do. Like, there's no nothing else to think about. Put music out. Whoever comes is going to come. Whoever likes it is going to like it. At the end of the day, there's always going to be that comparison. Mm-hmm. But, you know, going to the person that has this high pedestal is, is in niggas' top fives and shit, and he's just telling me, just put music out, it clears my head a little more. So now I'm able to go and, you know, stay true to myself instead of chasing his image. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So Did you feel like you had to chase his image him? at one point? Oh, definitely. 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 I feel, but I feel like every is? celebrity kid go through that. Every celebrity kid has to go through that at some mm-hmm. point. You know what I mean? Like, before you even get foot in the door, you got to sit and, like, go over what your parents did at yeah. a certain point in time. So when I'm running around Jersey City at 10, 11, and old niggas is coming to me like, your dad is really one of the best writers mm-hmm. out of Jersey, the first thing in my head is going to be like, that's a lot. That's a Yo, lot I got to take crazy, in. You know? I got a crazy. Especially at 10. Like, I'm yeah. a kid, bro. I'm a kid, bro. I'm going to have It's crazy because I got a story, a crazy story. I remember seeing your pops before they knocked down the projects in Montgomery. Yeah. This is when he just started fucking with Clue and them. That's where he used to be at. The agency. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I ain't going to lie. When your pops, he just started rapping I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And it was like when they did that whole 18 thing, but it's like to see your pops out of all of them, respectfully, Ransom and all of them, but to see your pops actually go to the next level, mm-hmm. the fucking two years later to come back, to shoot Pump It Up. I mean, not, not Pump It Up, um, the shit with Busta Rhymes. Fire. Fire. Yeah. To see that, like, that shit was just fucking amazing. That's why I said I'm from Julia Monticello. That was around the corner. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> you talk about it every time. Yo, so it was just like, it was it's dope. And then to see his transition, to go from the time at the breakup with Rockefeller and all that shit with Def Jam, Word. to go to Shady. But then when your pops went independent, I watched your pops shut down B.B. King's no lie, respectfully. That's why when you was like, when your father was like, just go out, do, just drop music. Who gives a fuck who like it? Yeah. No lie, Krishna. Mm-hmm. Nothing but, it was black people, but white kids, Asian kids. B.B. King's on 42nd Street. Yeah. Your dad had a fucking line going towards no lie. It had to be at least to like 45th Street. I was there. 
Your dad, <laughs> your fucking this. This is when he was by. This is when he dropped all. He started dropping all the independent mixtapes. Yeah, yo. just went independent. Yo. fresh independent. So like, look, I'm leading my question up to like, are you? Even though I know that's like the whole thing now, stay independent. Yeah. Is he at least, or have he at least, like, give you tips? Like, all right, if you're gonna go independent, boom, 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 boom. Listen, so he get, he give me tips every day. I'm not going to lie. Every time he call me, he's like, how's the music going? How's the studio going? Et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Now, we've had conversations about labels and, and uh, being independent. Um, I've also had conversations with his manager, Ian, about being independent because, mm. you know, they're family. So he tells me, do whatever you want to do at the end of the day. He does not care what happens, mm. but he recommends I stay independent and just build something on my own because he's, he's a nigga that's been through a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So So he's definitely like, I recommend you stay independent, build your own team. Mm-hmm. And once you and your team got your stuff together, y'all wouldn't need nobody else. And that's what me and Bam always say. Yep. We always say with a lot of artists yeah. that are coming up, they're, I feel like you can't go to a label and be super needy yeah. and be super desperate. Yeah, you can't. Because they're going to play off that. It sucks. Like, it's, sh- it's shitty that we have to think like that. Yeah. But I definitely think, like, that's one of the realities of the music industry. And, I mean... It is the reality, and that's that's how niggas walk around carrying themselves. But mm-hmm. for me, we try to think whatever we got, the label needs to come to us for. Right. You know what I no, mean? No, it's true because at the end of the day, especially with the social media was going on, everybody who done literally got a deal now, mm-hmm. the label came to them. Right. Yeah. Like, me being around Drewski, I'm just learning a lot of these drill rappers. Yeah. Yo, these little niggas is like still 16, 17. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking they grown. They're young. They're young. Yeah. But they got paper already like up here up north it started to look like how down south look on the regular it is down south Mm -hmm. these independent artists got bread like i'm talking about like you think they on already but the thing is these niggas is making fast money Mm. oh yeah down there these niggas making fast money they they putting out hits that's going to last them for a year and a half two years three years i'm looking for something that's going to build a career right Mm. so I could go put out a club banger right now if I really felt like it and pushed it through the DJs and I would have been fine. But mm. I'm trying to look for longevity here, mm. like a sound and, that could really and, drive. And that's the thing. I, I feel you on that and I agree. And that's what I was talking about. I feel like I talked about this with you when we um, a couple episodes back, we were talking about just drill rappers in general. Yeah, and yeah. we were talking about Fabio's project. And I said, I love that we are now seeing Fabio coming to himself as an artist. Like, yeah, I think definitely. there's a difference between being a cool artist, a fun, you know, little summer banger, Word. drill rapper. Right, right. And then th- th- you can be that, and then you can be an artist with a career. And I, I think I now it, we see Fabio's longevity. Yeah. And he even spoke about how he had to take people's advice and really come out of that, you know, just drill music ever. That city of God? Crazy. Amazing. I personally told him, I said, you actually have a song that goes into a stadium status list. There's a list of, mm-hmm. of all stadium songs. That shit is always going to be. Then you don't got the biggest R&B singer on there. And, and it's talking about. And it's talking and about fucking Kanye West. And Kanye. He said, he said that when I was at Hunt, he was like, he, he didn't say it on the interview, but he was just talking because somebody asked him out loud. And he was like, yo, the crazy part, Ye told me to erase everything. He was mm. like, yo, erase that. And Fabio, like you said, he's starting to listen. 
He said he looked at you like, what you talking about, man? This is what we do. He goes, I'm telling you. Mm -mm. Listen, this nigga really went back in the studio and he said he did everything over. And it's crazy. That's his number one single right now. But that's but that's the thing. As an artist too, I feel like be open to critique. Yeah. You yeah. seem like you open though. Yeah, yeah. Listen, like if, you, if you come into the studio, I I I'm more than open with, with you know, getting a word in. I'll even fuck around and ask you like how do you mm -hmm. feel about this? Like Do you got yes men? I do. But like Do do you not, know them? Do you know them and do you point out do you like when you do hear their opinion? Do you be like, all right, but do you be like, yo, bro, keep... There's bro. certain niggas I know not to ask for shit. Oh, so you know your yes man in your crew, or yeah. just when they're around. Yeah, first of all, I'm not going to lie, the yes men aren't the niggas in my crew, because I got to have niggas in my mm. crew that could tell me no. Mm. You know what I mean? I got to have niggas... The niggas in my crew grew up with me. And, and they the, know the, They know you at your core. That's what I'm saying. And the niggas in the studio with me, they used to work with my pops. Uh, yeah. okay. And then they see me grew up. Yeah. So, so you know, they've been around that already. Like, they've already been through, like, telling niggas, no, I'm not feeling this, or, like, watching how the process is in the studio. So if I'm sitting there, mm -hmm. and I'm like, yo, I f I'm feeling this, they'll be like, nah, scratch that. I think you should do that a little better. You could do it a little better. So you got to be open to critiquing if you want to get the sound that you're looking for. You know what I mean? So right. I'm a pretty open guy. I try to be open. Nah, that's what's up, man. Okay, yeah. It's definitely, especially in this era, that's what's up, man. Especially in this era. Niggas be, niggas, nah. Like, I try to give words out to niggas, they be like, niggas, shut up. I'm like, oh. Nah. All right. <laughs> All right, like, word. But, nah, I'm a pretty open guy. I try to keep my team uh, interactive when it comes to making music, because it's not just me. Now, as far as you say you building a team. Yeah. How do somebody even get around or be a part of the team? Because of your tight situation because Word. of somebody knowing who your pops is Word. and everything, but just like, because I know that this is no bougie soft shit, but it's like that trust line is big. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you start bringing it, cause like there's a lot of people that could help you just in many ways. Yeah. So it's just like, how does somebody even gain that trust to get in the circle? Right. So, uh, and for me, like if I'm looking for somebody, to come and start working with me, I keep it cordial. So I'll go out with them. Let's go out and get some dinner or something. Let's talk mm -hmm. for right. me. Let's hang out. Let's vibe first. If right. I if I feel your vibe, mm -hmm. we can make music together. Right. Mm -hmm. If I feel your vibe and we still can't make music together, maybe I shouldn't be working with you. You know what I mean? Maybe okay. I should just be cordial with you. And there's a couple niggas who I know I can't work with, but like they're still my mans at the end of the day. But and for example, fair. I like that. I like that. Everybody that's in my team, I knew them when I was like 14, 15. And they came, they spun back when I was like nineteen, twenty. Mm -hmm. So they were like, "Yo, I got my shit together. Now that I got my shit together. I can help you out, and let's mm -hmm. help each other eat." No, so, that's how it should be. Man. So now we yeah. here. That's dope. So now I want to go into. We talked about you know like you being in the studio and like you taking critiques. So I want to know like what is your studio sessions like? Like I know many artists like they have certain things they need to do or yeah. you know before they get to recording. So what is it like for you? So I walk in, we have nothing going on in the studio. Niggas is smoking mad weed by themselves in there. And I tap everybody out, and we sit down, and he put a beat together. We, we both put the beat together. Um, we structure it how we want to structure it. And if after that, I just sit and I write. I sit, I smoke weed and I write. Like, I can't go in and do that freestyle and shit that niggas be doing because that's 
Not you. That's not me. Do you have things written down already and then as you guys creating beats or y'all going through stuff, you be like, ooh. No, I try to go off my engineer's feel, mm. how he's feeling that day. If he's feeling a certain type of way that day, I'm feeling a certain type of way that day. You so, know what I mean? So basically a lot of your writing is actually just done right there in the studio. Yeah, talking. yeah. Damn, so you one of those cats, the label... They, they sign you, they got to put you down for like a day and a half in the studio. No, 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 no. I walk in, I, I freestyle the hook. I uh, freestyle the hook because mm. the hook always got to be freestyle. Got you. Freestyle the hook. Yo, so why y'all said that? Why, why y'all, why some of y'all artists feel like that? Like, I, I freestyle, like, like, like those are the best hooks or something? I freestyle the hook because that's the, that's the part that niggas is going to sing the most. And if, 100%. It, could come, if it could come fluent, mm. Mm, it's gonna come fluent for everybody else. Got you. Mm. Feel me? So if I if I write it down, it's gonna sound written. If I freestyle it off the top of my head, niggas is gonna it's gonna come smoother. After that, the verses could be written. It could sound like whatever the fuck. But as long as the hook sounds singable, mm. okay, I, or or you could throw it back at me, I'm good. It. You know what I mean? Easily. All right. So Word. your influence, like who are like, like you said we talked off air. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, one. Oh, my God. But <laughs> <laughs> who are like some... It's all right, because I know some young people yeah. who actually dig in the crates. No, no, nah, nah, he's I'm not. 23. I'm 21. Yeah. But they, they dig back in the crates of certain rappers and got oh, their yeah. style. Yeah. Who are like some people like you could actually say like... Influenced you. Influenced you. I grew up on Kendrick Heavy. Mm. I grew up on J. Cole Heavy. I grew up on Conscious Rap real heavy and at a certain point in time probably like midway through high school i got into more of the g herbos the meat mills mm. more more to i still can't get with the g herbos i just play because i'm a dj I, i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i fuck with i fuck with the newer g herbo and then yeah, I do the he's older, older now G-Herbo. yeah and, and, and you know what you call sold him down now he actually found somebody that's yeah saying a, la- a lady would change you yeah <laughs> so so those are just a once I started listening to the G Herbos and Meat Mills, it was just a matter of taking the conscious rap and adding a little more aggression to it. So Got it, got mm, it. Okay. I like that. Uh, goals. Do we see do we see uh the hip hop award freestyle? Do we see like a mini tour? Do we see what we, what mm. do we see? Um I'm definitely trying to get a mini tour in. Um my, my team is definitely trying to get me like a little twelve city, it, twenty city tour, but yeah, like yeah, something yeah. small. Yeah, something small. Probably like 10 cities, fly around a little bit, bust out a couple clubs, you know what I mean? Just a couple spots. But um, mini tour, definitely need my project to be out by then. A couple projects, actually, mm-hmm. because the, the way we working, they trying to they trying to move me, man. They trying to work me. So. Well, trying I love the, that. Y'all trying to do the DMX and Jay-Z, trying oh, to drop yeah. two, two in one year? Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's one that's, of those. That, that's, it's that's, one of those. <sighs> Have anybody yet, like new generation, done that yet? Two two projects. Two in one year. I think Drake was the closest, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he like he did something like early in the but it was like No, when he did the um was the five five track the album, the first, first the one. EP, yeah, the EP, and then he dropped the album. Then he dropped the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so, talking about two projects. But do that count? Would that count? I'm not counting Cause, the cause, EP. But the EP was like an album though. It, that, it was that, like that, that six album? track EP was. It was crazy. Wish but, I, every girl in the world. This and that. Like it. It was. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I don't. I can't think of anyone that's done that. Um, I know people that have dropped yearly, like Lotto uh, dropped 2021. Mm, yeah. And baby dropped. did it. The baby. He did. He dropped back to back the year. Yeah, and her album's super dope. Shout out to Eminem her. Eminem did it. M did it. Mm. Yeah. So now I want to ask you, um, you know, being an artist, what would you say has been like your favorite thing? 
just the love, just the love. Like you get a lot of love for, you know, experiences that you wouldn't normally talk about. And mm. like, I feel like once I put my life in music, people start to open up and listen to me a little more. And I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't wanna sit and listen to a nigga talk about his life every day either for me, but it's the way people eat shit up. So, you know, <clears throat> I just been getting a lot of love, a lot of support from different kinds of people, uh, different kinds of people I wouldn't normally talk to on a regular, and it's great, you know. I had a couple industry niggas hit me and show love just for the fuck of it, you know. Just out of the kindness of their heart, and I wouldn't expect it, so, right. you know, it's great. Was, was there anyone that reached out to you and, you know, showed you love, and you were kind of just like, wow, like, what the fuck? Reason actually showed me mad love. Reason, ah. oh, he wow. follows me like that. He's my man, bro. He's he's fake my man. We we haven't like met before, but he mm -hmm. definitely like. So it's 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 off and on conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, um, that's dope. Yeah, I, got, I love that. I got twenty on my beat shows love. Okay, mm. he shows mad love. There's a couple niggas that just show mad love and like. That's I dope. I love that, and I love to see like. Um, people showing love yeah. to artists that you know are still coming up because I think that's really important yeah. and I think that's how we grow um, the genre um, especially now I feel like for our generation we're kind of stepping away from like the gatekeeping yeah shout out to Pop man, even though he's not here no more because that's how it was with him and Fabio mm. if, you, if you go back and look at every Pop interview mm -hmm. people don't realize it but you gotta like Towards when Pop started getting more industry wise, yeah, that's when Fabio was like right next to him. But they showed, and I, people, somebody pointed it out to me. They were like, "Look, that's Fabio. Look at this. That's Fabio." Uh. It was like, "Oh shit!" Like, and and there's interviews that they be like, "Oh yeah, Pop, Pop Smoke be talking," and he would say he was like, "Oh, Fabio, he up next." He he done he told everybody that he was up next, and lo and behold, and look, look at him now. He up next. Look at him now, doing exactly what he's supposed to do. Exactly, and I he think put he, that show he, on talked, his back. he talked about that too um, in City of Gods. Um, he has a lyric about that, so that's dope. I'm happy that they were able to have that relationship, and it it was real genuine support yeah. instead of like them going against each other. And it was refreshing because not a lot of niggas don't do that in the music nah. industry. You know what I mean? So it was nice to see that it was a new thing to the industry. Definitely. So if you had to say like the biggest misconception people have about you. What yeah. would it be and why? Let's try to think. I'm going to try to think of a new one because I, every time I ask this question, it's like niggas always assume that I'm living well when mm. I'm not really living well. Like not crazy well. Niggas assume I'm in mansions, or, you know. Mm. I drive a Benz. I drive a Honda Civic. <laughs> Reliable. <laughs> Reliable. Do what it got to do. I drive a nice little Honda Civic. Listen, me. man. Ludacris still got his Acura <laughs> 91 that he drove around. Come on, man. I mean, he, I, he I got still nice got little, it. I mean, so you think people just assume that because of, like, your your father? Definitely. And, and, and it's a shame. Every, every mm. uh, interaction I have with people, they're like, yo... You're actually like a real chill, laid back nigga. You know what I mean? Like, That's what you should listen. Jojo Simmons used to be wild, but even he calmed down. Yeah, he like he come. Like, yeah, <sighs> but the thing is, it's not even a matter of humble. Like, I'm an open guy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If I'm outside and you speak to me, I'm gonna speak back. I be in the regular sections. The only time I don't be in the regular sections is when I feel like it's unsafe for me to be in a regular section. Mm -hmm. But if I have the ability to walk through the crowd, I'm gonna walk through the crowd. Right. For me, if they see me and they recognize my face, they say, yo, what's up? I'm gonna say, yo, how you doing? What's up with you? You know what I mean? 
it's just love. Like, the love you give to me, I'm going to reciprocate. But I guess a lot of artists don't do that. So niggas be looking at me like I'm a new breed or something. So to piggyback on that, mm-hmm. have any, have your lyrics, have you ever, ever expressed something in one of your songs to the point that you had everybody like, oh, shit, like yeah. that really happened? Or... Mm. Oh shit! You gonna really tell the world that? Yeah. So, and like, um, have you ever got backlash from it? Yeah. So, so the first song I dropped was called "Thoughts After the Courtroom." Mm. Thoughts After the Courtroom in probably like 2018, and apparently it was a diss to my pops on the internet. Ooh. Supposedly to the internet. Yeah. So what did we talk about earlier? The internet's fucking dangerous, yo. right? <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was. Um, I spoke to my pops beforehand. He heard it beforehand. Everybody mm-hmm. who needed to hear it beforehand heard it beforehand. It was just me telling my story because for a certain amount of time, songs were coming out about me and I couldn't say nothing about it. Mm. Oh. Nothing crazy, nothing crazy. But, oh, you know, my, pops, like, I'm, I'm my pops talking to his life in the mixtapes and ends up bringing I, me and my mom up, feel mm. me, in a, in a conversation where me and my mom might not have a voice right now mm-hmm. to speak against what is being, being said. said. Now, I'm not going to say what he said is wrong. Right. But there's two sides to every, every story. story. Every for me. Story, so yeah. I come out the gates, I told my story. Niggas are like, yo, it's a diss. Academics post it first. It's a diss. Oh, He's my man. I love that nigga. <laughs> love that nigga because he... I feel like respectfully, I feel like if you I feel like any like journalist, yeah. It's a no like for academics on yo, in, our, uh, in our in our mind. Yeah. I yo, mean everyone's different. Everyone has their opinion. He's but. Get, he's getting famous, but it's like it's crazy like the way how he's getting famous and he's known now is just. Yeah. And you know, I hear a lot of people saying that. I hear a lot of people saying that, but you know. And then to turn around, he wor- he wound up working with your pops. Like it's weird. He he got he got. I'm not gonna lie. He got love for 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 me and my pops. He got he got. No, but I'm saying like it's weird. Pops. Like he was the first one to say that, but then it's like you worked like. He, he yeah, and the thing is, it was. I think it was while he was working with him. It was when everyday struggle was was happening. I dropped it during Everyday Struggle. So I was, they spoke about it on Everyday Struggle, but Ak went up there, he didn't say nothing crazy. Actually, I don't know if he runs his uh, main page or if he got people running his main page. Now probably got people running it. But at the time, he probably had people running it. So I wasn't mad when it came out and it was like a diss because it could have been taken as a diss. And if that's what Mm -hmm. you need to do, that's what you need to do. But the niggas who knew, knew. And they were sending me paragraphs and shit like, yo, I really relate to your story and what you got going on. Mm -hmm. Everybody else was like, yo, you dissing your dad. Why are you dissing your dad? But also, I feel like even if you were to diss your dad, like... That's between you and your pops. It's between you and your dad at the end of the day. They say that until the song is made public. (laughs) But it's your... But I feel like we got to... Like, y'all always say, like, Oh, we love artists because they express themselves. And then when they... As soon as they express themselves that y'all don't necessarily agree with, then it's an issue. I feel like y'all have to like really stand on what y'all say. Now, I am going to say, though, there is a little blurred line between that because if an artist is like disrespecting like groups of people and just saying shit that's like, wow, okay, like, yeah. let's not do that. But No, nah, I, don't, I don't think I was too disrespectful for me. I, I might have said some things that, that um, were a little more vulgar than they necessarily needed to be, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, we had to convey the same feeling that I was going through when I was sitting in that courtroom. At the end of the day, right. you and your pops relationship probably got even stronger. Not saying it wasn't really strong. Yeah. But at the end of the day, for your pops to hear that and and already knew what it was, 
it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you showed it to him first. It ain't like you got the <laughs> like, issue of apology or nothing publicly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I'm not going... Everybody who was hitting me like, yo, you just... It was it was fucking because at the end of the day, me and my dad know what's up. Me and my dad still strong for me and he still mm-hmm. support me regardless. So niggas right. can say whatever they want to say about the song, but I got a lot more love for that song than I did hate. And I, I had people in my phone crying. I had people in my phone telling me that they breaking down because they listen to a song right now and they go through the same problems with they died. So it was nice to yeah. bring a feeling to people. You yeah, know every I mean? every kid, like, listen, me and right. my dad for a whole year, and it's crazy because my first apartment was my basement level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I had a two-bedroom, everything, my own interest and everything, but it was like, I had my father live on the second floor and I'm in the basement level, and me and this man did not speak for a whole year and a half. Yeah. But that whole year and a half made me stronger. But it's crazy because of that little break. Me and my father had the we always had a great relationship. It was just at that time I was wilding. My responsibilities was like I wasn't taking them shit serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two cars. Yeah. I, I, two I, was, cars. I was I was living a life, but yeah. when I needed that help for a second, he's like, No, now you need my help. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a life lesson time, so like I said, I could, I could probably, I never heard the track, yeah, whatever. I actually, it's crazy that you say I seen that, but like I didn't know it was that was it at the time. Yeah, no, no, no. The thing is, like, mad people were like, yo, I seen it, but like, I didn't know that's how it was. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it real. At the time, your pops had so much going on, and he, and he was expressing himself with everything between him and the labels and everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, man. <laughs> I was like, man, Joe did like Another everybody. One. Everybody <laughs> just coming for Joe. Like, what the fuck? Man? That's what niggas were saying. Because the thing is, I drop. I think I drop uh, mine probably a week after Migos drop Ice Tray. Mm. Ice Tray the gang. So now they're like, Yo, yeah, I don't care what nobody say. That shit is a class. Yep. I was like, you could tell that nigga from Jersey City when he did that. He said, Oh shit. I said, oh, they about to get yeah. right. They gonna get right at the award show. Yeah, nah. I so. said that's definitely some Jersey City shit. Definitely. Now, <laughs> I, I want to ask you though. So we talk about your dad. We talk about you. Yeah. I want to talk about your mom. You know, yeah. you 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 know, you titled your project "Mama's Boy," and I, you know, you mentioned that you grew up with her. So yeah. I want to know about that experience because I feel like women are so powerful. Yeah. I must say. So, so I'm a girl's girl. So um, <laughs> my mom really had no love or no shine. Mm. Like, probably niggas in Jersey City every now and then would know, like, she used to, for me. But she really, she didn't really have a voice when it come to, like, the music shit because she stayed off the internet. You know, being that my dad was popular on the internet and they were in Los Cordial at the time. So she wasn't really on the internet. So she, for me, she made sure she, she uh, cared for me, nurtured me, made sure I was good, make sure I grew up into my own man. And uh, when I told her that I'm, I'm about to start making music, she supported me all the way for me. Mm-hmm. She even said, you're starting to sound like your dad at certain points in time. But at the end of the day, she knows it's me. She knows it's me. She knows I'm right. going to speak our side. She knows I'm going to always have a back when it comes to this music shit. So. Yo, I, I salute your moms, too. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. what a lot of these moms, once again, when your pops came out around 03 and all that, yeah, you have 50 cent baby moms going after him. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it was a lot of baby moms going after a lot of people, rappers at that time. Yeah. And that's when that whole internet baby mama shit really started mm. coming out. Like mm-hmm. everybody started expressing their side. You had the side chicks. 
start expressing itself. Yeah. And the it, thing it is, was crazy. But for your mom not to even never ever feed into that. Feed into that. Yeah. You gotta salute her, man. So I'm gonna say it first. Nobody else didn't say it. Personally, man, that first plaque, bro. Tell them to put your mom name on that. Tell them don't nah, put your facts. name. Put your mom name on facts. that, bro. Facts. Definitely got to. She's a strong woman. She's been through a lot for me. Or do what Nas did, bro. I'm just saying. It's up to you. Do what Nas did. His daughter been getting money since the first album because he put him. She he put her down as an executive yeah. producer and something uh, else. Oh yeah, that's smart. So, but the thing is, I'm trying to whatever project I got, my mom's vocals is gonna be on it. So, oh, oh so a check no matter what. Check gonna be no matter what. That's dope. So that's I dope. love that. Yeah, um, that's, that's what's up. That's lit. That's so now up. my final question for you. Yeah. And this one always gets my guess. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. But if you could leave the audience with one thing to remember about you, what would it be and why? Damn, I was here when you asked that question last time. You got me. <laughs> and I wasn't even on a mic. I was like, damn, she's stump niggas. Um, if, I could, if I could leave them with one thing, it'd be my music, man. It'd be my music. Because I feel like I say a lot and I feel like I reach a lot of people. So at, at the end of the day, if I leave right now, all I know is my music going to be there and my music going to take care of me and my family. So... I just want to put something in the ground before I go so everybody around me can eat and be good for me. And that's it. I mean, there's not really much more to it. The audience got what they got. Like, I give them a lot. <laughs> Word. But, but, but. I think I go in this damn studio trying to please y'all. Like, come on. Talking about my pain. <laughs> Shorty left me. I didn't leave her, but she left me, and I'm nah. going to tell you how I feel. No, nah, Trey fact, said bro. he's an open book, so he gave y'all enough. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I love it. I just want to thank you so much for being here. Nah, I, I appreciate us. you guys for having you me because you didn't have to have me today. Yeah, bro. it was dope. I feel like you were vulnerable, so I just want to thank you for that it's nah, great appreciate y'all I appreciate, appreciate y'all so as y'all know every week I like to highlight new artists doing dope stuff and I was at Broccoli Fest last weekend so I felt like it was only right to put y'all on to like one of the dope artists that I met so shout out to Alex Vaughn we got a dope interview with her dropping soon and I want to play her latest track Mirage for you guys so just let me know what y'all think and I will see y'all next week same time, same place. And yeah, thank you so much, Trey. It was definitely a pleasure.